Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Jesus on Mother's Day. Today is titled, Happy Mother's Day, Jesus is for the ladies. He's a ladies' man. And we're going to look at exactly where and why we would say that in John 4 in just a moment. And that the way Jesus leans in to give people rights is so beautiful. And I recognize that in holidays, there can be uh, a lot of emotions. Someone in this room is celebrating, someone's grieving. And today, when we say Happy Mother's Day, we're embracing God's view of women to celebrate all the ladies. Because whether you have a child, have lost a child, or never had a child, you represent motherhood to the world. God made you in his image. So will you join me, City Life, in celebrating all the women. Ladies, will you stand up? Come on, ladies. You, come on, you're like, I want to be behind this. No, nope, no, nope, this is it. Come on. Look at this. That's why we gave a flower today, because your role is essential in this world. Maybe seated. And I hope today to guide us that it's Jesus who calls you by name when a structure or society might not always give place. Because there's many different stereotypes when we think of women. There, you have to be like a girly girl, or if you like sports, someone might call you a tomboy, or if you're behind the scenes, stay in the kitchen, or if you're a business person, who do you think you are? No, 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 no. What if it's all the above? To, un, to be unleashed of how Jesus made you. The Bible's filled with many famous women. Eve, Sarah, Rebecca, Ruth, Mary, Elizabeth, Mary and Martha, Lydia, who is an entrepreneur who funds mission work in Acts. And as we look at the life of Jesus, there's an unnamed woman who's known as the woman at the well. And Jesus approaches her in such a beautiful fashion. Let's read it in John 4. It'll be on the screen. It's a longer passage. When Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard he was making and baptizing more disciples than John, Though Jesus himself was not baptizing, but his disciples were. He left Judea and went again to Galilee. He had traveled through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the property that Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, worn out from his journey, he's human. He sat down at the well. It was about noon. Remember that time. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. 
Give me a drink, Jesus said to her, because his disciples had gone into town to buy some food. How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? She asked him, for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered, if you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would ask him and he would give you living water. Sir, said to the woman, said the woman, you don't even have a bucket in the well is deep. So where do you get this living water? You aren't greater than our father Jacob, are you? He gave us the well to drink from it as did his sons and livestock. Jesus said, everyone who drinks from this water will get thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I give him will never get thirsty again. In fact, the water I will give him will become a well of water springing up in him for eternal life. Sir, the woman said to him, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and come here to draw water. Here's where the story gets really fun. Go, call your husband, he told her, and come back here. She says, I don't have a husband. Jesus says, you have correctly said, I don't have a husband. For you've had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. Jesus is like, I know you've got around. How could you know someone's deepest, darkest sins? Call it out. And the person wouldn't want to fight. Because Jesus has a way of seeing us at our lowest state and giving us living water. Watch how it continues. Sir, the woman replied, I see that you're a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus told her, believe me, woman, an hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem, but at 5825 Wise Road at Southside Community Center, known as Harry Hill, we will worship the Father here too. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know because salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Then the woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming who is called Christ. And when he comes, he will explain everything to us. Jesus told her, I, the one speaking to you, am he. Jesus has this interaction at a well with a woman at noon. And his closest friends are going out to go get some food. They're coming back with whatever your favorite food is. The first one I thought of is they're coming back with Popeyes. So they're out on their mission. And then they're coming back and 
they'll see Jesus at this well. Well, why this is worth our full attention on Mother's Day is because Jews, one, don't associate with Samaritans. So Jesus is breaking that religious order. And then two, as a male prophet, to be there with a woman would be against social norm as well. So there's strike two. And she's the talk of the town to be a sinner. Strike three. And going out at noon, she is not trying to be seen by anybody, Jews or even her own people, Samaritans. She just is there. Life has beat her up so bad that she's just going to make sure she gets some water to take back. And then here comes this crazy interaction with the God-man himself, Jesus. And she thinks she's there to draw water, but Jesus is there to give her new life. And give who new life? Well, this person who isn't even confessing fully at first. Which husband? Jesus says, you have five, and the one you're with isn't your husband either. Maybe shame has beat her up so bad that noon is the only time she feels safe. Maybe at some level she's compromised so many times she wonders if there will ever be a way out. And at some level, I, I, I think we all relate to this. We all know when we're in some mess or a funk, we want to hide it. We don't want to go to the store and be seen or we think no one's watching when we're scrolling. But what if God of the universe sees everything you do? Everything you do. This is why the grace of God is so powerful. Because our sin is that serious. That Jesus can see everything we do, everything of who we are, and he can say, hey, you can still drink from this new well. It's living water that supersedes your natural desires. It supersedes any sin you've ever committed. This story is so beautiful because being Jesus, he could have chosen to just go reach all of the, the people that we're doing right on the outside. But as he would tell the Pharisees often, hey, it's not what you put into you. It's what comes out of you. Or it's not, it's not what comes, that, that look on your outside, it's actually what's going on your inside. You're all cleaned up. But, but you're worse than those you see that you might say are the talk of the town. Jesus was willing to be shunned by the religious people of the day to get close to the one unnamed woman at the well. How beautiful is Jesus? 
you know, at the well, she's probably believed some of the lies at some point. She feels condemned. Her sin has condemned her. All sin has condemned all of us. We feel this condemnation. And condemnation leads to the level of uh, where we hide conviction. We might feel that we want to change. And then we think conviction feels like condemnation, but conviction is really an opportunity to say, oh, I don't want to live like that anymore. And then it might move forward to where we become numb. And when we're numb, we're just calloused and we don't feel anymore. I think she's at this place. It's kind of going through the motions. Where sin has become so normal, it's like, show me another path. Who do you think you are? Yeah, I was with that person. We had to pay bills. Or yeah, I was this person that had to make a way. Because to understand what Jesus is doing, we got to understand how women are viewed in that time of day. If we rewind 2,000 years ago, women and children are the, 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 the lowest form of, of society because they can't go to war. And it, they're not going to be able to fight for themselves the same way as the men could come in and take over. So men kind of rule the day, and here's Jesus saying, no, 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 no. And you'll find this. Jesus goes after those that are forgotten. He gives rights to people on the outside and outcasts unlike any other person of his time and day. And you can trace it back. Why do we empower women? Because Jesus is for the ladies. Jesus had women on his team. Women supported his ministry. Women are the last at the cross and the first at the tomb. Do men have a part to play? Absolutely. He's got 12 men that are his closest people he's investing in. But it's not either or, it's both and. And here he is taking this person who has felt so much shame. And he's saying, hey, I'm reading your mail. You're more messed up than you can ever think. But what you're really looking for, I am here. What we're really looking for is one name, Jesus. Where have you been searching? What wells have we been drinking from? Where have we been scrolling? What relationships have we compromised that we've seared our conscience to the point to where we don't even want to deal with conviction anymore? You ever heard the statement, well, you're just judging me, you're judging me, you're judging me. I feel judged, I feel judged, I feel judged, I feel judged. Well, I think sometimes what we're really saying is I don't want to lean into conviction to change. I don't want anyone to tell me what's wrong. And this is an art that I, I believe only Jesus through us can do because it's hard to, to tell someone what they're, what they're doing and do it in a way that they would want to change. Now, supernaturally, God was drawing her uh, near in this moment and the mystery of one planting, one watering, but God making it grow is on full display. But Jesus is not like the society then, and he's not like the society now. There's a lot of conversation this week about women's rights. I'm not even online, and somehow it got to me like four times. People are fighting about all kinds of, you know, abortion, Roe Wade. I'm like, okay, okay. You know, interesting. Um, biblically, follow this for a moment, Jesus followers. We are passionate about the womb for every single one of us. God tells in his word that he knew us in our mother's womb. 
He formed us there. But we not only care about the womb, we care about the tomb. A life unborn, but a life all the way to the end of the stage. So it's womb to tomb. And that means along this journey, there's going to be rules, laws that fit or don't fit our faith all the time. But the woman at the well experience with Jesus would tell me that not only are we actively caring and praying and for the womb, but we would also be offering forgiveness and no condemnation for anybody who feels shame. And then we would also be adopting. We would be doing everything possible to make a way because so many people feel shame. And then there's a lot that fits into this. Well, what if a, a baby's born and they don't have, um, you know, the quality of life? And if there's a rape case or if there's medical, re- well, yeah, yeah. but I think Jesus' followers, here's, here's why I think our best display is going to be. It's womb to the tomb. It's all the above. And we get so loud, but... If we are going to be equally loud, let's be equally loud at all the stages. Because here's a woman who's lived her whole life as perpetually sinning. And Jesus is saying, no, no, no. The living water that I have, you get. You get it. I don't expect the laws of the land to always reflect the God I read. So however things go. Now, do we hope they do? But there's only one king, Jesus. There's only one kingdom, his. You know? And uh, I'm not saying I got it figured out. In fact, most of the time I'm like, okay, what other ways is there? Because Jesus seems to be breaking a lot of social norms then. He's probably breaking social norms now. So there's a lie uh, that, we, that we talk about to couples. We've gotten the honor, Crystal and I have, uh, I don't know, we've done probably 20 marriage counseling couples, and we've officiated a couple dozen weddings, and we, we, we teach this, we've coined this, this idea, but it's the lie of Victoria's Secret and the mirage of Disney. And we teach the men, you know, that if you think it's gonna be like Victoria's Secret ad in your marriage, newsflash, no, no way, Jose. Not happening. Don't let the billboards lie to you. In fact, No wonder women feel objectified and deal with so much insecurity and feel body shamed. And in the church, because we pick up that mindset too, but we're not able to discern the way we need to. And just be honest, like there is a lie that creeps in. Now, of course, I'm generalizing and there's exceptions to all the rules, but I think for the most part, we would all say, yeah, there's a lie of Victoria's Secret. It's not like that. You know, I'm like, especially when you start having kids and you're like, wait, so the body's just not for pleasure, that this is functional? They didn't tell me that when I was a kid. You, wait, there's like a timeout period that we're not connecting after this baby just came? Wait, no one ever told me that. I wasn't prepared for this. But Jesus is for the ladies, and, and he's for ladies being treated the way he defines treatment, which is not objects. People aren't just for pleasure. And then the other side is the mirage of Disney. For the 
the woman in the relationship, where your man can't live up to Jesus. He's not gonna be a psalmist all the time and then a warrior. And is not, he's not gonna come riding on the horse and then destroy the bad guy every day and listen to you for two, three hours. I mean, he's coming to the table completely differently. So no matter what movie you're watching on Disney, that's not how this goes. We gotta unpack these things. And Jesus, what he's saying to the ladies today, I believe, is he's reminding us, hey, he has purpose for your life. He has purpose for your body. And he's a good shepherd and he won't let you down. Jesus with the woman at the well, three things that I would love for us to have on our dashboard as we go and enjoy the day. First, Jesus was okay with being associated with her while knowing her sin. Sinners, 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 sinners. If I, if I see that one more time, I'm gonna, uh, look, I'm pulling over. We talking about it. The lug nuts game one time, this dude on the corner, he's like, sinners, everyone's going to hell. Is everyone going to hell? He's like, yo, bro, I'm in ministry. Like, he was like, do you believe this, this, this? He was like, you're going to hell. And I'm like, yo, okay. I, I have ruined my theology that maybe God's using him to save somebody, but it seems like Jesus lives a little differently, you know? And I was trying to pull him off the side. I'm like, hey, come on, my guy. This both in. I want him saved too. And maybe he was, I don't know. Maybe our strategy is horrible. Maybe the truck is the worst thing. Maybe his is better. I don't. I'm telling you, it'd be easier to do that route though. Because then you just got to say and yell and then you dip and say, eh, well, they didn't receive. I don't have to be close. I don't have to feel their pain. I don't have to be associated with them. I don't actually have to know their sin. It's God's kindness that leads people to repentance. Jesus is doing something at the well that we can't even do unless it's Jesus living in us. That's that 1 Corinthians 13 type of love. You know, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It keeps no records of wrongs. Uh, what kind of love is that? Not Jerome's and not yours. Not Jesus's. It's his spirit. When we're worshiping him, we're okay with being associated with people still knowing their dirty laundry. We are worse than we can imagine, yet we are loved beyond what we can fathom. I think that's what she's feeling there. Dang, he's a prophet. Sounded like he, I'm worse than I could imagine. But yet at the same time, she was feeling, I'm loved beyond what I can fathom. Because he's saying, you can drink from the Messiah. And then two, Jesus was offering living water and new life. Let's not let our carnal needs and desires override what Jesus is really offering. I'm sorry, he's not offering just a promotion. mirage. He's not offering that you're always going to win. Whether I have a lot or I'm well, well, I have, well I'm need or I, I'm well fed and have a lot, I've learned the secret to be content in all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So this is, gives us uh, uh, power over failure, over losing, because we we won because of Jesus. And number three, Jesus was a man who didn't take advantage or mislead. Ladies, why can you put your faith in Jesus? The wage gap and so much that goes on. and Know your role. What? 
he empowered her in the depths of her soul. So let's finish the story. Worship team, if you guys would come up. We're going to finish the story because how does she respond? What's so cool is the woman at the well became an evangelist. She got called out for being chief sinner. But yet she's like, oh, it's Jesus. I'm not defined by my past. Then, verse 27, his disciples arrived and they were amazed. Okay, so they come back with Popeye's. That he was talking with a woman. They were amazed, not in a, like, <gasps> they're more like, dude, what's Jesus doing? What's he doing? This is crazy. Or the three strikes at the beginning, he's breaking all three right now. So you know what she is? I don't know if you say something, he might get mad. I don't know. Would he get mad? I don't know. Last time he called us out. Does he know we got food now? I don't know. He seems to be doing a lot of deep things. I think he knows everything. We got to roll with him because I think he's going to give us power. I get to be at the right hand, the left hand. I think we get to be in charge. I mean, this is what's going on. Same thing with us. Yet no one said, what do you want? Why are you talking with her? Then the woman left her water jar. This is so cool. She came to the well to get water, but she met the living water. And then she was so captivated by this good news that Jesus was for her, that she just left the jar. And she was like, I don't even need that. And she goes into the town, the town where she feels shame, the town where everybody knows her name, the town where she is trying to hide from. And she starts telling the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They left the town and they made their way to him. In the meantime, the disciples kept urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said, I have food to eat that you don't, Nothing about. The disciples said to one another, could someone have brought him something to eat? What's he talking about? My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work, Jesus told them. Don't you say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Listen to what I'm telling you. City life, this is what he's telling us. Open your eyes and look at the fields because they are ready for harvest. We're not gonna be known by how well we debate online. We're not gonna be known by, 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 by everything we're against. We're gonna be known by what we're for. And Jesus is for people that are in broken places at broken times and stages of their life, that they're feeling shame, that they wanna do everything to hide and run away. But we're gonna lean in and let that love run too. The reaper is already receiving pay and gathering fruit for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper can rejoice together. For in this case, the saying is true. One sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you didn't labor for. Others have labored and you have benefited from their labor. Now, many Samaritans from the town believed in Jesus because of what the woman said when she testified. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them. And then he stayed there two days. Many more believed because of what he said. And then they told the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said, since we have heard for ourselves and know that this really is the savior of the world. What a line that we don't just read about her testimony. You don't just hear my testimony. 
But you hear the testimony of the people in the crowd, but ultimately we've heard from Jesus through John's gospel. He's the savior. It's up to us to decide, do we believe that? Do we want to leave the jars behind of this life? The shame, the sin, to let God strip away the calloused layers that's on our heart to just feel numb and go through the motions, to let conviction set in. That he's not condemning you, but he's loving you and me into repentance that we would change. And one of the neatest things of the gospel, in my opinion, is, uh, you know, Eve... Eve blew it. Dang, Eve. All the curse, all the sin. You know, God held Adam accountable. Because <laughs> Adam's like, look, she led me into it. God, you know, you, you made a helper. We had to do this thing together. And she's, she's my one, and she led me into this. So she told me to eat. She ate. He's like, no, 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 I told you. So ladies writes, for us as men in the room, and we have a high, high responsibility to empower and to represent what God wants for this world. But the beauty of women made in the image of God was distorted and destroyed because of Eve's decision. And then we all share in that. And Men are held accountable for, for this one crazy moment that has changed the history of mankind. But I love that that's not the story of how God would use women. Think of it. He could have brought Jesus in any way he wanted to, except yet he chose a mom, Mary, conceived of the Holy Spirit, birthed a child, that through Eve, sin came, but through Mary, new life would come. I love the fingerprint of heaven. That even the shame Eve would feel wouldn't be the end of the story. There would be a new person born. Through Eve, sin entered and brought death to our life. But through Mary came Jesus, the one who would defeat the grip of sin and bring new life. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, I pray you'd put your faith in him because he's the only one that can uh, wash away sin. The only one. The woman at the well believed it. You can feel her testimony echoing all the way fast forward into us today. First crowd, come, come home to Jesus. Drink from the living water. Forgive me, Jesus, of my sin. Make me brand new. And he's sure to do it. There's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. When you put your faith in him, receive the gift of grace. We're born again. We celebrated that through baptism. No longer defined by our sin, dead to our sin and alive in the resurrected power of Jesus Christ. Not defined by our mistakes, but the grace of Jesus.
And then the second crowd would be, today, you're here, and it's just a hard day. Mother's Day brings to the forefront regret, grief, loss, hurt, worry. And for a handful of us, it just brings so much beautiful memories. But for majority, my experience has been holidays bring to the forefront pain more than any other days. And I pray that we would look past what's happened or even happening and look at the joy that Christ offered on the cross because joy comes in the morning. And we can cry out to God and worship him through the pain. Father, I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that everyone in this room would feel the grace of heaven, the gift of living water that's in you, and that the joy that's in you, God, you have defeated death. You are a well that will never run dry. You're a leader that will never abuse us. You're a good shepherd that calls us by name. God, we thank you that you don't condemn us, but you loved us enough that you made a way and that you say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. And that it, through your love and through your kindness, it leads us to change. What kind of God is this? You, Jesus, the one true, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship, friends. Joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. She met Jesus, joy came. Weeping may endure for the night. You were weeping last night or weeping this morning. morning. Joy comes joy in comes Jesus in for us morning. right here. We will fear nothing I because of Jesus. No evil. I know you are with me. Closer than I think you He's are. willing to be closer, closer than, than anyone would are. ever get to us. You're Jesus. Jesus, I thank you that you've showed us 
a new life, a new way, a new day. God, we thank you that you're a good shepherd. We thank you that you're not only for the ladies, you're for everyone. And the justice of you is ferociously lived out, willing to empty yourself, take on the form of a servant, and drink the cup of wrath. God, we thank you that you lived the life we couldn't, but you died the death we should have. And you've breathed new life into us. You are the living water. And God, right now I pray where some of the parts of our heart feel like a desert. That springs of living water would burst forth through every single person. And that this touch point of this gathering will shape and form us more and more into you. We want to be like you. Freedom of heaven is in this room. In whom the sun set free is free indeed. We aren't defined by our past. defined by the person and the finished work of Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Friend, happy Mother's Day. Shout out to all the ladies in the building and those tuning in. Jesus is the true ladies' man who shows us what it looks like. Let's keep letting him lead and guide us. We'll be here next week. If you haven't become a member yet at City Life, but you want to become one, after next week's service, we'll have a thing called Get Connected. We'll have childcare and food. It'll be in the shared office to my right, your left, in the room. 10 a.m. at 11.30, Sunday, we'll continue learning about Jesus. All races, all faces, and all ages, you belong here. We're going to keep loving this city one life at a time. And we're not going to stop until Jesus Christ comes back and he makes all things new. Have the best day of your lives, y'all. You're closer than I think you are. I will fear no evil. I know you are with me. Closer than I think you are. You're closer than I think you are. You're fighting all my battles, lighting every shadow. Closer than I think you are. You're closer than I think you are. I will fear no evil. I know you are with me. Closer than I think you are. You're closer than I think you are. You're fighting all my battles, lighting every shadow. Closer than I think you are You're closer than I think you are
Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. To get connected, learn more, and invest financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.